to healthcare disruption? It's you. It's you. Are you ready to join hosts Jerry Durham and Andrew Rothschild in breaking down the healthcare status quo and creating a customer-focused experience? It starts with you. Time to break it. Let's go. Welcome to the second installment of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast with Jerry Durham. I'm Andrew Rothschild. You can find me again on Twitter at at a Rothschild PT. So last episode, we heard some great stuff from Jerry on how he got into private practice and why he feels that the customer, the customer service and elevating focus on the patient is paramount, not only for their success, but for your business success as well. Uh, at a course I attended, I think back in May with uh, Jerry and Jeff at Entropy Physiotherapy in Chicago, Jerry had a slide with a quote uh, from Mike Bowen that went, putting patients first drives both a company's favorability and perception of value when it comes to healthcare. So I wanted to ask Jerry, can you, can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, thank you, Andrew, and welcome back. Um, there's so much in that quote. And when I originally posted it, I, ju- I, I didn't have the same insight and didn't make me think the same way that I even think now when I see it. And I love going back to that quote, so I'm glad you pulled it out of there. You know, I mentioned in our first episode that when we started looking at the customer experience and taking care of that very first phone call and focusing on the conversation we are having with our potential customer, because remember, they're not your customer yet. So the word potential comes into play here is that once we started sharing the value, listening to them, making them about them, is that we expected them to be happy. We didn't know, and I did not assume, nor did I even reflect back on how that was going to trickle down to our business metrics. And I mentioned that in podcast one. And so I think this, this quote really addresses that is cus, you know, we want it, we hear customer focused, patient focused, and a lot of people say that, but are you doing it? Because really a lot of people who say that say we're focused on the business and driving our revenue and profits. And yeah, and yeah, we, we take our customers into consideration. That is not the same thing as being customer driven, customer focused. And I think what any great company, Apple, Southwest, any of those companies prove that if you focus solely on the customer and their experience, that will drive the business metrics. And again, we, we've seen that occurring, our no-show cancel rate decreasing, our first visit arrival rate increasing, our visits per case increasing to the point of finishing their plan of care. So when I talk about visits per case, I'm not just talking about revenue. I'm talking about as a reference point to a plan of care created by the physical therapist. So just keep that in mind. So that therapeutic alliance builds that and gets people to finish out their plan of care. So I think that's really what that quote is telling us, that that customer first gets them to understand that they are the focus and that they're going to have better buy-in and in healthcare, we all know there's enough research and I'm happy to post it all for you showing that if there is a therapeutic alliance built, that outcomes improve. So nothing but great things occur even in healthcare when we put that customer or patient first. And I want to follow up with one point in talking about perception of value. And I think that's something that we run into uh, such a problem with, with physical therapy. I know in, in a, a podcast that uh, Gene and Joe did back from the uh, private practice meeting, they went around outside the hotel and were just asking random people in the street about what their 
you know, impression of physical therapy was or what, what they thought it meant. And we got a lot of uh, varied responses and some disappointing responses for sure. And you know, I've always said that in my practice, it's easier to, to, to get a patient to buy in who's been somewhere else. The harder sell is that patient who's never had physical therapy before because they don't know what you're getting. So how, what, have you, what have you guys done in terms of changing that, that perception of value, not only of physical therapy, but sort of the healthcare and, and customer experience that people are getting? Yeah, I, I agree that that patient in the clinic who's been elsewhere, uh, and that's no different than any other industry. And w- we all agree upon that. And so that person knows now what the fit is for them. So let's think about that same person. Let's say you're the first clinic that they went to that they weren't happy with. Did you share the value at the beginning? Did they know what they were buying? And that's really what the focus of the first interaction, that first phone call is in the customer experience is making sure they understand the value of what they will get if they choose to do business with your with your clinic and the physical therapist they see. So do they understand this on the front end so that once they start paying their money and that money comes into the value equation, they have put a higher value on the experience they're creating, or sorry, not that they're creating, that they're experiencing. And then therefore they are happy to part with even more money because they knew what to expect. They're getting what they expected and they have absolutely no problem parting with the money because they put a value on that, their value on that. So that kind of leads into the next, my next question is kind of helping them to know what to expect. So you created something called the customer life cycle. And today we're going to take sort of more of a a 30,000 foot view and then we'll we'll kind of dive deeper into it uh, in further episodes with some of the stages um, and also provide some actionable steps that the listeners can take and try to introduce to their own practice. Um, So maybe first talk, could you talk about sort of what the customer life cycle is and even maybe go into what was the impetus behind how you kind of came up with it? So the customer life cycle is... It's a map of every single interaction that your customer or your patient has with your company and even take it one step further, your brand. So starting at the website, how does it look? How is the feel? What is the message? And then going on to maybe a email they received. How is the email structured, right? Um, so all of that goes into the customer experience. It is all the interactions with you and your brand from the very start till the very finish. And in my context, there is no finish. So how you manage them until they choose to no longer further engage with you would be the customer experience. So there is the, there is the broad definition that applies to all industries and um, any industry. Now, how did we get there? Um, This is another interesting story that I shared and people have told me it's important to point this out. So what had happened was early on, as just about any practitioner on listening to this podcast will understand, we had a lot of negative Yelp reviews early on in my business. And uh, sorry, I shouldn't say early on because my business precedes Yelp. So as Yelp started to grow, especially in San Francisco Bay Area, and its users did, we saw negative 
reviews and we saw more than we wanted to see because um, let's face it there's always going to be a couple of unhappy customers in your business and you're never going to be 100 percent um negative free so we started seeing a theme and it all basically i could sum up all our negative yelp reviews in two sentences my physical therapist was great but and then it was what came after that and it always had to do with the billing issue and so we were seeing these and so like good business owners we said let's respond to this issue so we'd respond to the personal yelp review where we said okay let's change whatever we need to change let's dig in so it's a billing issue because they're having trouble with billing so we'd go in and we'd rehash the billing and we'd look at the statements when they were going out how they were going out all this billing stuff and we spent all this time and energy in the billing department because it was a billing issue and months and months later nothing changes so we have to step back and go we thought this was a billing issue it is a billing issue we dealt with billing the complaints continue the negative reviews so then it was finally time to step back and go okay really what is at issue here and what was at issue was people not understanding their cost to do business with us and that was one of the first times when it was like this is a distinct point in which I didn't know at the time, this is a distinct interaction and touch point that needs to be addressed within our customer experience, our patient experience, our customer life cycle. And so it was this awareness of asking the right question, why are these billing issues popping up? It was not a billing issue. It was an expectation and awareness issue of what is my cost. So that was really where the customer life cycle started and where we realized there are interactions along the way. And by the way, there are things that need to be moved within this customer experience that will better their experience. Like when do you deliver costs to these customers? Do you deliver it on the first phone call? Do you deliver it before they arrive? Do you deliver it when they arrive? Do you deliver it after they get their last bill? And we went through all of that. And that was really that impetus for the customer experience. And as we moved that interaction around the customer uh, life cycle, we saw those Yelp reviews change. And if you go online now, you will still see a periodic negative Yelp review based on billing. But if you look at the dates, it pretty much coincides to when our changes were made. So there is some feedback and I would call it quantitative feedback within my company that says we did the right thing by moving that customer interaction in the customer life cycle to where it currently is. So um, that's really how it all came about. And even taking a step further back, how did we decide that we were going to have to start having a different conversation and selling value to our customers was the first day Sturdy and I ever received a insurance contract that said starting January 1st, your payment for service will be X amount. And we looked at that together and Sturdy brought it to me and said, here's our payment. It's going down below our cost of delivering care. We cannot continue this contract. And I said, what are we going to do? And he said, well, we'll do some negotiation. And we did some negotiation and they refused to budge. So probably somewhere around September that year, we said, we will be going out of network with these guys because we will not be signing this contract. So Sturdy and I looked at each other and over time, meaning weeks, we basically sat across from each other and said, look, we need to change the conversation we're having with these customers on the phone when they initially call us.
because we are going to be asking people to spend more money for our services and our products than they will spend around the corner for not identical, but same types of services and products. How are we going to start talking to these people to get them to understand what their money buys them at San Francisco Sport and Spine Physical Therapy versus therapy around the corner? So that was really the big, um, that was the big tipping point for knowing we needed to address that. And then, like I said before, that billing issue was uh, another big tipping point within the company. So I want to follow up a little more with that because for people like me who are working still in uh, insurance-based care um, as a variety of or a large percentage probably of physical therapy practices is, um, this is still a big issue um, even though it's not as big an issue with out-of-network because the cost essentially is not dictated by us, it's dictated by the insurance company. And, you know, I listen into our front office staff in terms of when they bring that up in terms of the checking the benefits, looking at the the cost of care. And it seems to be pretty early on, but it's not just when it's brought up, but it's also how it's brought up. And so when did you find, or where in the cycle did you find moving that cost discussion um, resulted in a more favorable conversation and outcome? Um, and then how did that that change in terms of their, their perception? Because especially with the patients who don't understand what physical therapy is, they're looking at it sort of as a commodity, looking at the cost being a big issue about that, that factors into their decision-making. Yeah. So something we brought up in um, the first episode, and we need to continue this theme here is nothing is a simple step. Nothing is a step on itself, right? It's not like, okay, step one and there are no more. We have to remember all this is part of a complex, no, I don't like the word complex. All this is part of a system that when each part is addressed, then the system functions better. And you guys may be familiar with another entity that functions like that called the human body. Um, so as again, I made the point in episode one, the more we try to simplify things down, the more disservice we're doing either to our business or to that person across from us, if we do not pull back and then put it back into the bigger system and look at how it functions within that bigger system. So it's no different for business. So when you talk about when you give the cost, when you let people know, um, things like that, if, if, if everything is done rightly done properly prior to that, then that shouldn't be the issue because I guarantee you most everybody listening to this podcast right now is cringing because they don't want to have to deal with the finance side and they don't want to tell people how much it costs. And I'm here to tell you, if you do what's right before that step, that just becomes a simple part of the larger conversation. So again, if you look at it on its own, it's big, it's daunting. I don't want to do that. If you look at how it fits into the greater system, it's simple and it is easy. If you know your value, if you're selling your value prior and people know what they're getting for their money, then you're going to be surprised when you tell them it's $175 a visit and you're expecting the worst and they go, okay, what time was my appointment tomorrow? Yeah, I'll see you then. And so just remember, it's part of a bigger system. And as soon as you put those pieces together, then each individual part is not as difficult a task as it appears. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I think we find that in healthcare a lot too. We get we get tunnel vision on body parts like a knee guy or a shoulder guy, sort of how the orthopedic surgeons have done it. Um, when it's really just it's a patient with knee pain or it's a patient with back pain, and you have to you have to factor in the entire patient in terms of what they do, what they are, how all the systems are functioning together. And that you know brings up even looking at some of the Medicare requirements, the new the new requirements looking at, you know, vitamin D. I mean you change vitamin D, you're also affecting potassium and calcium and magnesium levels. So it's 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 everything is interacted together. So it's not just a, a little uh, recipe that you can follow. So that was really good. I, I think it's good to kind of take like a just general overview of of what the of what the cycle kind of is, and we'll we'll break out some of the um, pieces of the little steps. Um, but for more steps, it's you definitely got to see Jerry uh, in person doing one of his courses, and he's also going to be doing that uh, sort of a combined uh, customer life cycle with the clinical practice with with Jeff Moore, which I was fortunate enough to go to uh, back in May in Chicago, and th- those will be offered uh, throughout the country maybe coming too soon to a city near you over the next few years. But I definitely encourage everyone to uh, to check that out because this is just more of a, a, a brief overview and kind of give you some some gui- some things to uh, think about. Uh, and then we'll go, they'll go into much more detail uh, with that. Uh, Jerry, anything you want to uh, finish up with? Uh, I think we're having a good time here. Um, you know, we've got some great stuff coming forward. And so anything you're thinking you probably want to deeper dive into, we're going to take a deeper dive. And and so just, you know, re-listen to the short stuff, start to process it, start to internalize it, and we'll keep building on it. So uh, thanks for listening. And thanks you, Andrew, for coming back for episode two. All right, Jerry. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Healthcare Disruption, powered by Updog Media. Join in the conversation. Tweet at Updog Media at Jerry underscore Durham and at A Rothschild PT with thoughts. Head over to UpdogMedia.com for more content.